scary ghosts, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> Hi, Creepsters. I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And I'm Bob Ray. Hey, Bob Ray. Yay, Ray. Yay, Ray. Yay, Ray. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I think we have something for that. Oh, applause. <laughs> I love applause. I haven't heard applause since I was in theater. Well, okay. You've got it now. I've got well, it now. I'll tell Bob happy birthday. It's coming up this week. Oh, you had to go there, didn't you? Yes, he went there. Yep, you old broad. Old broad. Old broad, please. <laughs> I'm a spring fucking chicken, bitch. Yeah, you know. All off spring chickens that we eat from Popeyes are 40 years old. <laughs> Oh, okay. Put it out there. 41 to be exact. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, it's 41. We're born in the same year, me and him. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's all right, though. We forgive you. That's it. I'll yes. Hi, <laughs> right, we can we all high tech and everything now. Oh, we are. We're going to have to take some pictures soon. Yeah, we got to take pictures of us looking all professional with the radio equipment <laughs> and all uh, the little microphones around us and the little headphones on. We've come a long way since our first episode, which actually I dropped last week as a classic. Oh, that's Madonna what it was. A very, it's going to sound so primitive compared to what we do now. Yes, but <laughs> do not worry, listeners. Philip is still in the fucking closet. I'm yeah, still he's in the fucking closet. In St. Francisville. St. Francisville, Louisiana. Hmm. In the woods. Well, we, we're actually thinking about possibly going up and doing a recording up there. Yeah, I wish we could record somewhere around the Myrtles. Hey, anything's possible. But we could visit it. Can't we just visit a museum actually, or is it a thinking about. I'm thinking about doing, let me get settled, and I'm thinking about us doing an episode at the Myrtles. We I'm should, we have the equipment. We just bring all our equipment. Yeah, we could do yeah. a live, we could do a live feed and, and just heavily pr it you know hey maybe charge your admission maybe no 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 we have we can have some about uh you know you know what I'm our central do? louisiana listeners come and visit i've decided i'm going to take a picture of myself with the fan at work you know the fan oh the my hair and say see my first selfie with the fan okay <laughs> <laughs> finally Finally, a selfie with the fan. Oh, my. People are giving him ideas now. So, anyway. Uh, so, what's been going on, Barry? What's been going on with me? Well, yeah. I am not going to talk about my night at work last night. Cause it's, oh, please it's, don't. It's even too raunchy for... For our listeners? For our wow. listeners, yeah. Because it's just, well, you know the nature of the type of business I work in. Yes, yes, but, yes. Um, so, you know, I mean, I got out late because somebody wouldn't leave. That's all it is, you know. Anyway, um, aside from that, I am, uh, I'm feeling okay. I, Good. I had a little, few little issues, but they got taken care of. Yeah. And uh, what, what what did we do today? We went. Oh, oh. wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Robert, <laughs> Bob has <laughs> a life changing event 
Oh, we are going there, aren't we? Yeah, yes, we are going there because we went there both times. I had that same life-changing <laughs> event in the past year. Tell okay. them what you did today. Well, you know, some of our listeners may know Barry recently purchased a new vehicle. Twice. Twice, yes. <laughs> one back-to-back -back year after year. So I decided I've got to up one of them. So he has a 2022 model of a popular compact utility vehicle for which i traded in my 2021 of the same uh, compact yes utility vehicle. so i decided <laughs> okay we'll put it out there it's a kia soul they're beautiful cars by the way Wonderful. i i decided you know what i can't have him having the new car around town so <laughs> I, I decided to go and get the 2023 kia soul yes but my 2022 is a gtc Oh, shove it. <laughs> and a black vehicle is sexy. Exactly. It's blackish gray. It's still black. With black it's, interior. It's hot. <laughs> it's, it's, well, thank you, yeah, Philip. It's, it's going to be really hot when you get in there tomorrow morning to go to work. Not at no 6 o'clock in the morning, it won't be. No, it's going to be hot when you get in to go home in the afternoon. That's why the air conditioner will be on high. Is your car? No, you don't have the, the time where you, the remote start. No, I don't have remote start. I actually uh, have to use a key in the ignition. Yeah, I had to use a key in the ignition. I didn't know they still made cars with that. You got to crawl <laughs> before you walk. Well, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> so, Philip, what's going on down there in south central Louisiana? Well, central Louisiana, actually. Oh, not a whole lot, you know, just trying to settle, you know. The cat's definitely settling in. He's, like, taking over. It's like he's going from having a castle to now having an imperial palace is how he's treating this house. And you're uh, still in the closet. But I'm in the closet recording, yes. Yeah, he has to record in the closet because it's um, acoustics. Well, we're going to be moving our studio upstairs. Yes. Upstairs part of the house. So we're going to have... Yeah. Stay in the closet anyway. Who knows? Because <laughs> we, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put curtains all through the walls. We're going to soundproof upstairs and actually yes. have a full recording studio. I think what studio. I might do though is that altered space. I may get a curtain rod and get a black, like a big black velvet curtain. Yeah, it, it might help sound, and I might be able to record with the altar behind me. Yeah, exactly. you will. You will. I might do that later on, but right now okay. we don't have enough stuff in the bedroom yet. That, <laughs> you know, eventually we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go video. We're gonna go on YouTube. Oh my! And we're gonna get big old banners to put behind them. You can put one in your closet too. That says "Open Shutter." <laughs> I have the altar behind me. I got. Oh, you I might got, just might, maybe we just have one that says "That bitch." Oh well, that would fit yeah, him well. Yes. That would fit him well. Oh. So. Where's your mic? I think we lost your mic. Lost what mic? Barry. Barry, speak. Yeah, you can't. There we me. go. You're back. I was gone. Yeah, you got to talk into the mic. It's like I'm a talking dick. Talking into talk the mic. Towards it, dear. <laughs> talking towards it. You can't hear me now. I can hear you now. I think our All listeners right. can too. Sucking a dick, bitch. <laughs> You got to get up close and personal with it. Oh, Lord. There you go. Oh, yeah. I'm almost eating it. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first big round black thing you've eaten before. Oh, you better stop. <laughs> oh, wait. We've got something for that. 
listeners out there that might get excited by that. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get the listeners too excited, even though we do have a big old E on top on our rating. Uh, right? Oh, so, we're rated for everyone or explicit? So have you been to the movies, still? No, I had to give up going worrying about the movies because Jim doesn't have enough time to take me. So. Oh. Oh. Well, we saw two this week. Y'all saw two. I only saw one. You saw we, we yeah, you saw the, the Thor? I saw Thor with you on you Tuesday. You saw Thor, yes. which I fell asleep through most of it. And just like anything, DC, Marvel, or Star Wars, I fall asleep. Of course. And then we saw the DC Life of the Super Pets, which was really cute. Okay. Oh. That's the one I missed because, I mean, my yeah. work schedule just yeah. does not coincide with me being able to go to movies at 9 o'clock at night. But sometimes. both were kind of cute. Well, the, the, the Life of Pets were cute. I'm not big on these superhero comic book movies. I'm not big on Harry Potter. I'm not big on Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. And I'm not, I, I hate, absolutely despise Star Wars. Okay, well, don't don't hate completely on fantasy because there's something amazing on television right now on Netflix. What's that? The Sandman. I binged that in like two days. Okay. The Sandman. The Sandman. But, yeah, Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. Did oh, they sing, Mister Sandman? Oh God, now we've got him singing. Actually, well, no, that is what it is. The Sandman is the king is the king of dreams, Morpheus. Oh, that sounds like fun. Oh my goodness! Yes, it is amazing. Well, we also um, well, I'm sorry. I'm I'll just give people. I don't want to give spoilers, but I want to give a warning. If y'all haven't started yet, if you get to episode six, have a box of Kleenex. That's all I'm going to warn y'all with. Okay. Okay. My balling on some stuff like crying. I cried today over one of our open people. Uh, and oh, we're we're going to talk but, about that. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But anyway, um, we have we watching Resident Evil was one of the things we started watching. Yeah, I was watching. What was that with uh, Neil Patrick? Ha- yeah, yeah Neil Patrick um, Curtis and I started that one too. There's a character in there that reminds me so much of you, Philip. <laughs> oh, uncoupled! I watched uncoupled. You know, okay. the, you know the friend with the glasses. He reminds me of you. Oh, the art guy. Yeah, oh, the art guy. Oh. You kind of look a little something like him. Oh. I want some of his clothes. Not all of his clothes, but some of them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I haven't gotten to the part where Neil Patrick Harris is naked. Oh, wait. You see the rear end on him. That's all you <clears> see? <throat> you don't see the front? I haven't yet, and I'm only on episode three. No, so. I think. I can't remember. I don't think you do. There's, some, oh, there's well. one movie uh, with Emma Thomas on. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, and it's good luck, somebody. Good luck, Chuck. No, it's this. The, it, Emma Thomas plays this woman who's sixty-five years old and never had an orgasm. Oh wow! So she hires this gigolo to give her an orgasm, and it's this like, young, cute, mixed race guy, and they show everything. Hmm. I think it's Emma Thomas and Good Luck to You. Good luck to you. Yeah. Yes, Emma Thomas. And anyway, it is currently available on Netflix. Hulu. Well, Hulu, Hulu too, so. Anyway, so also um, we were watching, um, we watched the first episode of The Paper Girls. Which, I didn't see that one yet. It's kind of almost, 
I don't know. It's almost a ripoff of Stranger Things. Okay. But it's about this group of pe- of girls that deliver newspapers in in the eighties, not like nineteen eighty eight, and somehow or another they come into the fu- future, come to twenty twenty two, and one of them sees her future self. Okay, I think I saw the uh, yeah. previews for that. Yeah, at the movie theater. Yeah, we only watched the first episode of that, but it is kind of a Stranger Things ripoff. Yeah. The, the dynamic between the kids, only it's girls instead of boys and one girl. Oh. A, a boy, mostly boys and two girls, not strangers. Because there's sure. 11 and there's that other little girl. Okay. Matt. Yeah, Matt. No, there's a, yeah, there's a girl, a boyfriend. Oh, I also watched. Um, girl, too. Erica. Yeah. Well, we, speaking of stranger things. Of the little girls, then you got the two older, uh, the two older girls. Yeah, and then of course you got Winona Ryder, you know. Well, yeah, the and original girl. <laughs> I'm not sure if I <laughs> talked about this one last uh, week or not. But, What's that? Um, we didn't do an episode it's a last movie. week. Oh, yeah, I mean the last episode that we did. It's okay. A, it's a, okay. Yeah, it has Joe. It's a movie with Joe Keery on uh, on Hulu. And it's called Spree. And Joe Keery plays a, a like a, a, dry, a rideshare driver. It's not a real rideshare company. It's not Uber or Lyft. And he's also wants to be a social media influencer. So he 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 murders his passengers on video, and <laughs> and he he, okay. he he posted on the internet of him committing all these murders. <laughs> Wow. And that's Joe Keery who plays um what's he play on uh on Stranger Things? He plays Steve. The older brother? Yeah. Not not the one that was a the lifeguard bully. He's in that movie, uh Broken Hearts Gallery. You remember that when we saw it at the movie? Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that. and he plays a nice, sweet person in that, totally different from the jerk he plays on Stranger Things. But anyway, I I watched that and that's really bizarre. And uh, the Stranger Things kids are starting to get into other things. There's a uh, Gaten Matters. How, how you pronounce that last name? Gaten Matters Arrow. He's in something on that something new movie that's on there too. Okay. And uh, yeah, so also, um, of course, we saw we uh, we uh, we started watching that, and I've been watching the Secrets of Playboy uh, Ooh, on thing. Peacock. It's an A and A thing. It's it would be on 12, Peacock, wouldn't it? Twelve-part documentary, and you think Bill Cosby was bad? <laughs> he ain't got nothing on you, Hefner. I don't think anybody had anything on him. Woody Allen don't even have anything on you, Hefner. <laughs> and it's just you got to watch this, but we actually got to cover this. Okay. I'd like to cover a full episode on this one, one, one week. Uh, the Ultimate Predator. Okay. Wow. Anybody who calls me innocent people predators doesn't know what a real predator is until they see this man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been watching and what we saw at the movies. Yeah, I finally also got to see a documentary. It's been out for a couple of years, but I finally watched it on Amazon Prime called The Witch of King's Cross. Oh. It's about the Aussie artist um, Rosalind Norton. Who um, in, it shows how she got accused of all this insanity and vilified 
by the public in the 1950s because of her artwork and everything and, and her association to some other other people and all. And so it's really, and her artwork is amazing. Okay, what were you saying now, Philip? I'm sorry, we had a technical glitch there. Oh yeah, so the artist uh, Rosalind Norton, she was uh, she became ostracized and vilified uh, by the uh, Australian public, and actually, uh, and, and this was in the 1950s, and it's really kind of sad because I think if she lived in a different time, she would have had like an amazing career. Like, I mean, nowadays, some, an artist like her would be celebrated, you know. Yeah. So, and and they are they are rediscovering her artwork. Things are being celebrated now, but it's just kind of sad to see what she had to go through. Oh. Okay. And I also watched a uh, movie, which is the basis of next week's show. Okay, which one? It's called uh, Secrets of a Gold Digger on Hulu. Okay. It's a Lifetime movie, but there's also um, I decided that after the that gnarly two parter, <laughs> and then the gnarly classic. Open show. There's that gnarly John Wayne Gacy two-parter. Yeah. Then I have the gnarly the Madame LaLaurie classic. That's why we're doing the movie this time. And next week we want to do something like about a gold digger and not, not, you know not anything but all like creepy gory shit. You know. This Thank is just you. Soap opera kind of Thank stuff. Thank you. you know? <laughs> so uh, that's that. a uh, that is the uh, ba- that the, the secrets of a gold digger. I'm not gonna say anything about it because it's basis of it next week's show okay. there's also a dub a two-parter of who do you believe oh actually there's an episode of who do you believe about one of our obit people today okay too. but uh we'll get to that in a minute well why don't we get to that why don't we get to that you ready for the obits all righty well i said there was a um a, a two-part uh, um episode of uh who do you believe about this person, uh, Nichelle Nichols, mm. who played Lieutenant O'Hara at Star Trek. She died at the age of 89. Yes. Now, the two-parter is she, her, her son and her, and her manager were fighting over her estate, who was going to control her estate. Yes. So uh, she, she portrayed communications officer O'Hara on the original Star Trek series, and she died Saturday night. And so, well, not last Saturday night. It was uh, this. This is like in Ju- this is July thirtieth. July thirtieth in Silver City, New Mexico. She was eighty-nine years old. Yes. And Gilbert Bell, the talent manager that's in that show, is the one who confirmed her death. She's mm. also known for sharing the first interracial kiss in television history with William Shatner. I was going to say with Captain Spock, right? With, no, with uh, yeah, no. yeah, Captain Kirk. Captain oh, Kirk. That's right. <laughs> About that, that William Shatner was talking about how when he had his rose, she said one of the funniest things. She had a good sense of humor. She said, "Oh, we've made history before, but we could make it again." He basically, she basically <laughs> told him that he could kiss her black ass. Comedy. She knew how to roast as well. Exactly. And yeah, that was the first time, and it was a big thing. It was in the episode "Play Those Children," which aired in 1968. And that still was very, very taboo, even as, uh, as recently as 1968. And there had been a couple of interracial kisses, a show called Moving with Nancy. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. kissed Nancy Snatcher on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And it was a spontaneous gesture. This wasn't, it, but it wasn't a romantic kiss. It was like a dad kissing his daughter, you know. 
So she um, she thought about leaving Star Trek after the first season to pursue a career on Broadway, but Martin Luther King, who was a fan of the series and understood the importance of a character for opening doors for other African Americans on television, personally persuaded her to stay on the show. And she told right. astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson in an interview of American uh, Archive of American Television. Whoopi Goldberg, who later played Gillian in Star Trek The Next Generation, has described the horror as a robot. So, um, oh, okay, so listen to this. This is probably something like what you were saying. Nichols and Shatner remembered the shooting of the famous kiss very differently in Star Trek memory. Shatner said NBC insisted that the actor's lips never actually touch, though they appear to. But in Nichols' 1994 autobiography, Beyond the Horror, the actress insists that the kiss was, in fact, real. Nervousness about audience reaction, the network insisted that an alternate shot be taken without the kiss. But Nichols and Shatner deliberately flubbed every one of the latter so NBC would be forced to air what appeared to be a kiss, whether they left such or not. And uh, both the Star Trek and the movie with Nancy moments drew some negative reactions. Of so course. Nichols recalled that the fan mail was overwhelming for five years. Uh, NASA later employed Nichols in an effort to encourage women African Americans to become astronauts. Yeah. And she remained a, uh, a supporter of the space program for decades. Now, uh, let's get back. Mm-hmm. So she's uh, in, two, uh, in 2015. She saw that she uh, suffered a stroke and was diagnosed with dementia in 2018, and that's when the conservatorship dispute between the manager and her son started. That's that episode. Yeah. So rest in peace, Lieutenant O'Hara, Michelle Nichols. We love you. Yes. She's uh, We have two big ones. She's the first one. Uh, the, the 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 other big one, which actually happened today is going to uh, be our last one. All right, now I'm going to go to Clue Goinger. He was a rugged character actor of film and TV, and he was, uh, he was on The Tall Man, The Long-Running Virgilian, and his movies range from The Killer to The Last Picture Show. He died Friday, this past Friday, and in his home in Los Angeles, he was 93. His son, John, confirmed his death, and he said his father's health had been declined since he suffered a back injury several years ago. His rugged youth, good looks, and southwestern upbringing made him a natural for westerns that proliferated on television in the 50s and 60s. He was regularly seen on Wagon Train, Bonanza, Have Gun, Will Travel, and others. And he played a more lawful character. He usually played villains, but in Virginia, he played one of the... Um, you know, one of the good guys. And it was one of the first TV shows that ran for 90 minutes. So like each each episode was like a little movie. So rest in peace. Clue Gollinger. Dead at 93. All right. Mm-hmm. Who are we going to do next? Uh, okay. There's another African-American actress named Mary Alice. She's a Broadway winner. She won a Tony for her role in Fences. She was a former Chicago t- school teacher, and she appeared on TV in The Different World and I'll Fly Away, winning an Emmy in 1983. 
Uh, her death was confirmed by Detective Anthony Parasso, a police spokesman who said officers responded to a 911 call and found Miss Alice unresponsive. This, where is the cause? So Mary Alice was born on December 3rd, 1936 in Indiola, Mississippi, and one of three children of Sam Smith and old Ozeeler Jerkin Smith. When she was a small child, the family moved to Chicago where they lived in a house near Northside and was later demolished to make way for the Cabrini Green Housing Project. No okay. immediate family members survived. Okay, rest in peace, Mary Alice. Yes. All right, our next one. And this one's a big one. The next one's a big one. Yes. This one's going to be... Live, late-breaking news. Huh? Live and late-breaking news. No, that's the last one. Oh, we've got more? we got oh, more. I thought we only we got, had three. Uh, pa- Paul Servino, the actor in Goodfellows in the champion scene, season, and the father of Mira Savino, uh, he, was, he was in the show, movie uh, Goodfellows, and his daughter Mira Savino won an Oscar for Mighty Aphrodite. Now, uh, he had a solid career spanning half a century. He portrayed James Caan, who was one of our obits in our last episode that we yeah. recorded. He played his bookie and the gambler, Claire Dane's father, in Romeo and Juliet, Secretary of State Henry Kissinger in Oliver Stone's Nixon, a strong-out heroin addict in The Cooler. He paid the flounder of the American Communist Party in Warren Beatty's Reds and then worked with Warren Beatty again in Dick Tracy, Bullworth, and Rules Don't Apply. And he was also known as on, on or, or, Law and Order as Chris Moth's partner. Uh, he received Tony nominations and the Drama Desk Award. Uh, he's still best known for his part role as Sierra, who loved a good meal and sliced his garlic with a razor blade in the ultraviolet, violent, good bro, good fellows. All right, rest in peace, Paul Severo. Yes, please. Okay, where is next? Okay, yeah. The next is uh, this lady was probably more well known by baby boomers than any younger. Her name was Pat Carroll. And uh, she was a uh, sitcom and game shows, and she got tired of them and decided to play Gertrude, St- Gertrude Stein on Broadway. Um, she, uh, her, she broke into television as a sketch comedian in the 50s and later became a fixture on Password, I've Got a Secret, and other gate shows. A younger audience would probably mostly remember her from the first season of the Mary Tyler Moore show where she played the woman who was in the hospital when Barry had to have that little surgery. But most people would know her as the voice of Ursula the Sea Witch in The Little Mermaid. Uh, the original? The original. Okay. Yes. I remember that. And um, she, was, she played on uh, Make Room for Daddy. She was um, Charlie, played by Sid Belton, who also played Sophia Petrillo's husband in the flashbacks. Yeah. She played his wife, Bunny, who was a former... I think she was like a former burlesque dancer that had married this guy in show business. Okay. She's a funny woman. Ah, hilarious. So, rest in peace. Oh, she, uh, yeah, yes. she's from Louisiana. 
Another Louisiana. She's from Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, well, that's Yankeeville. So rest in peace, Pat Carroll. <laughs> All right, this one here. This is our, this, this is our bizarre obit. Oh. This is Diane Hegarty. And who was she? She was one of the founders of the Church of Satan. Wow. Can you echo that? The oh, wait, 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 wait. I think we have that. The Church of Satan. <laughs> well. That almost sounded like the church lady, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew and Anton LaVey, she was, it was his lover. She was Anton LaVey's lover. Okay. And he divorced his first wife and began a relationship with her. He left his first wife for her. And they lasted 20 Four years. Twenty-four. And they wow. had a child named Zena Shrek. Okay. And at the end of the marriage, Hegarty sued for palimony. She appears in many of the film rituals of the Church of Satan. So uh, they and they uh, so what happened next? Okay. Later, Hegarty dedicated her life to helping her grandson Stanton's career, and she also worked as a graphology specialist. She was, how old was she? She was 80 years old. So, I don't know if you're in heaven or hell. Or I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure that, you know, the church of Satan. May she rest in the fabulousness of the darkness. The uh, fabulousness of the darkness. All right, here it is. This is a big, big, big one. And this, yes. just this is actually almost late-breaking news. This happened today. Wow. We lost Olivia Newton-John, oh. Sandy from Greece. Oh. That was shocking today. Yes. And yeah, so we're going to do, do a little song for her. Oh, Guess mine is not the first heartbroken. My eyes are not the first to cry. Not the first to know. It's just no getting over you. Hopelessly devoted to you. And I mm. meant that from the heart, Olivia. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, she sang some of the biggest hits of the 70s. She was really big in the 70s. And I remember uh, there wasn't a time that there wasn't Olivia Newton-John song playing on the radio. And her, uh, some of her hits include, I Honestly Love You, Have You Ever Been Mellow, Let Me Be There, If You Love Me, Let Me Know. And uh, what was that one um, that she did? Uh, Please, Mr. Please. And I Honestly Love You won two of the singers four Grammys for Record of the Year and Best Female Pop Performance. So in 1978, she replaced Marie Osmond as Sandy in Greece. Because Marie was going to do it. But her, and she didn't have a problem with the girl turning bad at the end. You know, Marie's always been a little edgy on Osmond. But, uh... Her family wouldn't let her do it, so Olivia took over. And Olivia had the same kind of goody-goody wholesome image at the time that Marie had. And boy, did she change it after that. Then she did yeah. stuff like Let's Get Physical <laughs> and Heart Attack. And it's the funniest thing, because we went to the car dealership today. When yes. Robert heard it on, <laughs> on, his, on his phone, he said Olivia Newton-John died. Yeah, And I'm like, I'm still in shock, you know? So I get on, I have Sirius XM on, and I have the 80s at 8, and what's on there but Olivia Newton-John's heart attack. Um, so I'm listening to it, and it was really kind of surreal because it has lines like, must have died and gone to heaven. 
other way to go. Yeah. So then I turned it on um, 70s at 7. 70s on 7 in, in Sirius. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm not going to hear Olivia Newton-John on the 70s station, right? <laughs> and I heard, uh, have you never been mellow? Yes. So, so I started crying. A 30-year battle with breast cancer. Huh? So she battling breast cancer for 30 years. Yeah, since oh 1992. So, so, yeah, that's that. I mean, we put that in perspective. I mean, she, I mean, she's definitely been through stuff. And I think, you know, and she always was, um, and I, even recently, I mean, she had lost, you know, her partner and she lost um, one of her cancer nurses actually died a year ago. And oh her sister she, died of the very same thing a few years and, ago. Uh, but yeah, so she really does. Um, but she really, as far as the thing is, I think if you're out there and you haven't got a mammogram or whatever, Olivia Newton John would say, "Hey, get in there and get it checked." Yeah, and you There's know, a, yeah, no, she's one of the. She's one. She's the next uh, casualty of the movie Grease. We've so far lost Jeff Conway and the actress that played Cha Cha. Jeff Conway, I think, committed suicide. Uh, Cha-Cha. Oh. Cha-Cha died of cancer just like Olivia. Oh, and mm. talking about Greece, I saw John Travolta. He did a really nice tribute, and he signed it as your Danny. Aww. Oh. And you know what? John Travolta suffered a lot of loss of people he loved. Even way back, Diana Hyland, the, the, that older woman he was in love with, and then he recently lost Kelly Presley. He lost his son. He lost his wife. And now Olivia. And the, and that was probably probably <laughs> one of the roles he's ever had. That's probably one of the most famous. Yeah. Still. Oh, and, and it's and definitely her most famous. That's what she's known for. Well, she yeah. did Zana Dude's got kind of a cult following now, too. But in the beginning, it wasn't as big as Grease. But that was sweet to see him do that tribute to her. Yeah, that was really, really nice. I'm waiting to hear what Stocker Channing has to say, too, because... Um, and Barbara Streisand had with a nice tweet out about it. That we we lost you too long. We're gonna miss your beauty and talent. You know, it's just I don't know. You know, it's, and, and, this and, and is and sad. He, I, and you, I, I'm seeing you on the screen right now, and you're a little choked up. But I actually I, cried in the car when the second when uh, "Have You Never Been Mellow" came on, and that, that hearing that pretty voice, I always thought. She was there for the gay community, not just in America, but heavily in Australia. To Australia, she is like this goddess. Yeah. Like, like, um, they. I mean, I mean, for for Aussie gays, Olivia Newton John is like, like the way you are about Cher. That's how Aussies are about. Well, Olivia. you know, when uh, Greece first came out, I was nineteen or twenty, and that's when I first started going out, and it was all over the drag stages. The songs yep. from Greece and Olivia became that's when Olivia became the diva with that movie. Yeah. I mean yeah, she I'm always was a, was a gay icon, but really and then Xanadu, you know, it's the gays that brought Xanadu it's called following. So. so our hearts do go out to the Aussies, especially yes. a lot of the gay Aussies out there, because they have lost probably it's kind of for them. This is actually for them, even at the level of losing when Judy Garland died. That's what yeah. this is to them. Yeah. The Aussie is so important to their culture. It's like when we lost Whitney Houston. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is huge. Olivia Newton-John dying for us Aussies out there is massive. Yeah. Like I said, it's like I always said that when Whitney Houston died, I never saw so many uh, drag queens cry since Max Factor stopped making pants stick. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh, my. <laughs> I had to lighten the moment. We were getting a little bit too serious here. So, what time is it? You know what time it is. What time is it? It's horoscope time. It's horoscope time. It's horoscope time. Philip is so sublime. It's horoscope time. Hey, I got to <laughs> sing in two songs in this episode. Wow. My singing is just so good. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I got something for that. <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> sing you. I'm gonna sing you a lullaby when you go to bed tonight. So for wow. all of y'all, y'all the weeks ago, lullaby at the end of our show. <laughs> well, I don't know about y'all. Yeah, I don't know who's going to sleep after this horoscopes <laughs> this week. Oh my yeah. god, what, what are they about? This is the cursed objects edition. Everybody's gonna feel like they're being cursed by a famous object. Uh-oh. Okay, oh. it's no for 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 haunting people, if not in some cases, actually killing people. Oh. So well, tell got, us about we've it. got jewelry, we've got artwork, we've got all kind of manner of stuff on this list. You got Jennifer's trailer, because that's everything we <laughs> took out of Jennifer's trailer. Artwork, jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get rolling. Let's start let's with start. Aries. Oh, Aries. Okay. okay. You feel like your life is being cursed by the hands resist him painting. Okay, have y'all ever actually, if you look this painting up, that's the title, the hands resist him. So you're going to feel like the like this painting, which it basically, if you've seen it, it's this little boy in the painting. I guess there was like a little girl too, but he's standing in front of this glass door. Uh, and um, the door, you see all these hands in the darkness behind the door pressed. It's a creepy ass painting. But they do say that there has been um, paranormal activity around people who have actually owned the painting. So it's a creepy ass painting. Go look it up if y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I just, I'm I'm looking at it. We're both just looking it up right now. The hands resisting. The hands resist him. Ooh, that looks like the black eyed children. Isn't that creepy as fuck? Oh, yes. God. If those kids came to my door, I wouldn't let them in. <laughs> so the, uh, does that yeah. look like the black eyed children? Yeah. It's caused, it's caused a lot of problems. Oh, actually, uh, yeah. You know, you, we well, ought to do a show on the black eyed children one, oh, one, okay. one week. Well, me too. Yeah. That's a really, really creepy legend. That even scared oh. Lance. <laughs> <laughs> and that takes a lot. That does take a lot, yeah. Well, Taurus is really are not going to like the object that it's going to be cursing, the famous object that's cursing their lives this week. It's James Dean's Porsche Little Bastard. Okay. James Dean's Porsche's Little Bastard? Porsche. Porsche. Yeah, the Porsche, the car that he got killed in. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Parts of it, like, say, the tire, other things and stuff had gotten... After he died, it got moved to other stuff like people were using uh, on things. And people actually ended up dying, actually, from some of the parts from the car. Oh, wow. Now, the main 
part of the car, nobody can knows where it's at now. So this has been one of those items that's become missing, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, y'all, the Tauruses are going to feel like their lives are going to... Yeah, now Tauruses aren't going to want to get behind wheels now. <laughs> the next week. Especially a Porsche 550 Spider. Oh, yeah, and that's what it was. It was yeah. a Spider, yeah. You know this girl his... that I grew up with uh, back in 76, she went to... Um, she, they were going to a Peter Frampton concert, of all people in Baton Rouge, and they had a really bad accident, and they all got killed. And this girl, Tina Gio, who was, whose father was one of the owners of Rocky and Carlos, her arm was severed in the accident, and it went into the woods, and they never found it. Mm. Mm. And I always wonder if that arm was, like, coming around and getting people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> never know. Maybe so. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, I mean, this girl was a piece of work anyway. I don't want to say anything bad about the dead. But later, her father was murdered by his mistress and her boyfriend. Okay. Hmm. So, so Jim and I, what cursed object's going to come in for them? Yeah. <laughs> the woman from Limb Statue. This actually, they believed, was a fertility goddess statue. It's actually in the Royal Scottish Museum now is where it's held. Um, but they've it's been known in circles as the goddess of death statue and it's actually behind glass in the in Edinburgh in the Royal Scottish Museum because of all the people that have owned it before then have actually died so they don't want anybody touching it or any handling it or anything even um I think it was even the original um curator for the museum when they were trying to get it in had handled it and they had actually yeah. ended up dying Oh wow! By, oh. Yeah, so yeah, this is a so it's been come known as the goddess of death. That's what Gemini is, is and Gemini, and that's our rod, uh, X rod. Yeah, rod. that's what he's dealing with. Mm. Oh, the fertility goddess or the harbinger of death. Ah, uh, he'll he's still our rod. Yeah, I'm going to get him to do the uh, Patreon. Well, I got a real Italian one for you, Barry, for cancer. Oh. Uh-oh. I got, I got the. I'm gonna Bas- be attacked by a spaghetti monster. I <laughs> oh, got the Bassano vase cursing your lives. Do you know the story behind the Bassano vase? I was not, no, I don't. Okay, so it was rumored that this, uh, this is going way back. There was this Italian woman, and this is going back to like almost like Renaissance medieval times, you know. And the Bassano vase is actually is they she was given this as a gift and it was made of all silver it was cast silver and they said um that she as she got the gift and was holding it she immediately collapsed and died oh everyone who has owned it since has died of at some point and the longest they've been able to uh keep the item anybody that's acquired it is three months before they die So you're giving me a murderous boss? (laughs) So what ended up happening was, is this, this boss, yeah, ended up actually getting taken in by the police because of whatever. And it was, can I say, and no one knows where it's at now. So they're thinking maybe the, the, they think the police might've buried it. So maybe sitting somewhere over there in Italy, buried underground. (laughs) Yeah. Don't tell me when it was in that police station, the Terminator came in and killed all the policemen. (laughs) <laughs> you never know 
So there you go, cancers. Y'all, y'all are being cursed by the Bassano vase. All right. So my other sign, Robert's sign, and Curtis's sign. Whether we oh y'all getting one of the most spectacular items. Oh, we sits are. In the, which is actually uh, part of the Smithsonian Institute now. Y'all get the Hope Diamond. Oh. Ooh. All right. I'll stay. I'll, I'll. I'll. I don't want that boss. I want the diamond. Oh no, bitch! You got what? the vase. No, <laughs> I want the, the diamond. The whole thing has killed people and cursed people was because it was believed that it was cut from a stone that was removed from a Hindu statue in India. Oh wow! Of a god or goddess, yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm glad that Jennifer wouldn't have gotten that box. <laughs> she would have thought so, it was yeah. a chamber pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, wait, wait, we got fabulous as your first. I from the Hope Diamond, you Leo. <laughs> 45.52 carat diamond. Wow, thanks, Philip. And I think it's at the specifically at the uh Smithsonian Institute's National Natural History Museum, I think in um Yes, it is. Since 1958 in, at the well, National His Museum of Natural History in Washington DC. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, the Hope Diamond? Yes. Let's it was donated. Let's get that a little Google here. Donated I'll by it. Harry Winston, who purchased it in 1949. Talk to me, Harry Winston. Tell me all about and it. And donated it in 1958 after several years of be after several years of toying with it. Whatever happened to Elizabeth Taylor's big old giant diamond that Richard Burton gave her? Didn't she have it cut down into a necklace or something? Maybe, yeah. I think I she did. Know. I think she had it. Yeah, I think she had it cut down. Let's see. Anyway, now I got um, <laughs> a little. Oh, she, know, they we, tried to buy the Hope Diamond. You know that? Oh, well, yeah. we've got Barry off onto a tangent. So, what's to, next? Well, it really was a debate. What they, there were other jewels that are cursed as well. So, it was between the do I do the Hope Diamond that people know or do the the Kohinoor diamond is actually really, really has some crazy legends around it. So I may actually, we may actually, I may do a, a episode one time on cursed jewels, you know? Ooh. Well, I know <laughs> that, would, that would be fun. I'm sitting right next to somebody's cursed jewels. <laughs> it's yours. Yeah, you sit. You sit about five <laughs> inches away from from the ashes. Okay, well, talking about purple shopping bag. We got more cursed jewelry for Virgo. Uh -oh. And we're oh, Virgo, about what's going to happen to Virgo? Early days of Hollywood for them. They're going to be cursed by the destiny ring, which was allegedly, remember, was the ring of uh, of Valentino. Oh, I thought you were going to throw the Maltese Falcon at him. No, 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 no. <laughs> and he, he and, the, and the ring has been known to actually, they believe, people that have it end up dying of untimely deaths, including oh, him. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah, and I think it was believed to be an actual tiger eye in the ring because a lot of like they do reproductions yeah. now, and it was an actual tiger eye yeah. in the ring. It really, it was a really nice kind of signet, like really nice size ring, you know. Yeah. And apparently, I think it went to his lover afterwards. She died, you know. So like, yeah, 
Cursed rings. That's what Virgos well, I'm get. I'm sure anybody that ever <laughs> knew him died because that was over almost 100 years ago. Uh, yeah. No, no. That's uh, yeah. No, the ring is actually another thing where they believe it's in a vault. It was now put in a vault um, and kept in a vault. So I don't know if it's a bank vault or some kind of like there's some kind of vault that's in it. I think it's still in Hollywood, but it's in a vault. Okay. And so nobody's being allowed to wear it or anything like that. I hope um, not. <laughs> no. So I guess they said it is. So who knows for sure? Yes. Only the vault knows, right? <laughs> the shadow knows. Mm. <laughs> shadow might know. Yeah. That's right. Well, moving along and talking about crazy things, Libra, they're going to be cursed by Thomas Busby Chair. The Thomas Busby Chair. The Thomas Busby this Chair. Yeah, this was actually a famous serial killer. Like, you gotta look this up in England. This actually would be an interesting story to do as on on his life. Uh, but he had this chair, and apparently, before he was executed or whatever, he asked to go visit the tavern that he liked to uh, thing, which is now the Busby Stoop Inn or whatever. And the chair is where he asked to go visit one more time before he was executed. And this was in like. We're talking about this was way back. I think oh, this I, was like seventeen hundreds or something. Seventeen oh two. Seventeen oh two. Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> um, but what they did was is the chair actually um was left after he got executed and people started dying. They recorded a possibility sixty three deaths are linked to people that sat in the chair after he was executed. So it began over to sound the like electric chair. Now, eventually, they put the chair down in the um, the basement, and I think was it a custodian or a maid or somebody? Somebody had went down there and they were doing something, and they accidentally sat in the chair, and they became one of the deaths as well. Oh wow! So they, if you, yeah, if you end up sitting in the chair, you die. So Libra might want to be chairs they're sitting on this next week. So. <laughs> When they say sit on this and rotate, they really mean it. <laughs> they really do mean it. Rotate to your fucking death. Yeah. Okay. Now, who we got next? Scorpio. Me you. and my fellow Scorpios. Oh, we're doing it. Oh, wow. We, we really going for it this week. We're being cursed by a debit box. A debit box. That's the only way. Scorpios, if they're going to get cursed, they're going to do it themselves. Oh, like, what? They're gonna Go full box? out, and we're gonna go mess around with some box or something we shouldn't be messing around with. <laughs> yeah, I know a few boxes I wouldn't want to mess with. Soul inside the box, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, done that before. Mm. You've messed with boxes before, <laughs> and then you came out. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> but now you're back in the closet, so I guess you're messing with boxes so is, again. Uh, am I now going to call it the closet the Dybbuk box? Is that what you're trying to tell me now? Well, no, I, you, you, it, it works, went over it your works. head what I was referring to as a box. <laughs> oh. You messed around with boxes and then you came out? <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. I think he went there. <laughs> Hold on, and I now you're back in the closet, him. so you're Here messing around with boxes again. <laughs> mm. That's that, that's a kind of those boxes whip like that too. 
Well, talking about people messing around with things they're not supposed to mess around with, let's move on to Sagittarius, which is my partner. Oh, what you going to do to your partner? He's being cursed by the Annabelle doll. Oh, I think that's perfect. <laughs> I haven't met him yet, so Annabelle I don't know. I love when that bitch was it. Annabelle comes home when that bitch got like the drag lighting behind her and that what was it, the attic seat or whatever. And here she comes. I'm like, girl, somebody that we both know kind of looks like the Annabelle doll, doesn't he? I know some drag queens that do look like the oh, Annabelle pfft. doll. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least has the personality of the Annabelle doll. I think we know we have something that have the personality and the look. Okay. Yeah. Especially, you do not want to meet them at certain street corners in the quarter. Especially, you know, um, the one that uh, Curtis is all used to drive around all the time. It was a mime. <laughs> That's the one that was a That's street the Annabelle doll right there. <laughs> that oh person my. saw me in the grocery store and wanted <laughs> me to move into the same retirement village where he was. Because him and this other old drag queen were living there, and he said we could be like the Golden Girls and eat cheesecake together. <laughs> oh, I could see you one of the Golden Girls. Dorothy. <laughs> no, baby. Rose. No, no, no. <laughs> Dorothy or Sophia? The oh, wisecracking wow. old person. Anyways, moving along. Old Italian? Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, moving along, picture we do it. it. Chalmette, 1976. <laughs> you mean 1956? Well, since I wasn't born yet, 1956, I can't oh, tell well, the story about excuse it. Excuse me. I didn't come around till a year later. Okay. Anyway. So that insult didn't work. <laughs> oh. Well, talking about insults, we got Capricorn. Oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> We all know who that is. Oh, he's gonna love this one. He's being cursed. Lance is being cursed by the screaming skull. Oh, uh, is the screaming skull fat? Oh, <laughs> not probably not. No, probably not. Oh no, he loves yeah. skulls though. That's right. Yeah. You know he well, had one of those Day of the Dead it, ceramic skulls, and I accidentally broke it. So Curtis. Oh Hit it behind the TV, <laughs> and he didn't find about about it until two years later. Oh my goodness! And he didn't get mad because it was two years later. Eh, well, I got plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> we caught them in the good on the good day. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Lucky Aquarius, you. Now we're moving on to Aquarius. Aquarius better really beware. Uh -oh. And then. This really goes for Aquarius's think that think it's cute to pick up objects from places that are sacred. Yeah, you're gonna be cursed by a piece of a Uluru rock. If they don't know what Uluru is, that is the name that that is the native indigenous name for Ayers Rock in Australia. I don't know if you're familiar with Ayers Rock, right? No, I have no idea what that is. It's okay. Whenever they show that that rock formation out in the outback of Australia. Oh, the red. Well, all those kangaroos always jumping around and everything. <laughs> well, anyhow, it's a sacred site to the Aboriginal people. So it's like, do not pick up a piece of that, dumb tourist. Wasn't that known all... as the Uluru Rock? Wasn't that in the desert? They actually have the signs that 
safe to not take the stuff, to take it. And there have been really horrific things that have happened to people that have taken a piece of rock from the area, from, from the area of the Alua Rock, which is a sacred site. Just saying, if it's a sacred site, don't take something from there. No, I wouldn't yeah. take anything from a sacred site. Yeah. You know, I got caught as a kid eating off the St. Joseph altar. Oh, my. <laughs> you would eat off the St. Joseph's I'll, altar. I picked, up, I picked up a fig cake thinking it was okay to eat it. I was hungry. And my cousin mm -hmm. caught me, and she goes, what are you doing? You can't eat that. I said, well, it's a cookie. I thought that we were supposed <laughs> to eat cookies. No, it's got to be blessed by the priest first. So I don't know why I couldn't eat it until somebody sprinkled holy water on it. But, <laughs> hey, you know, that's one oh of the things. God. It's a mystery, you know. <laughs> Last but definitely not least is our good dear Pisces. And we went really, really local with them. They're going to be cursed by the Mira in the Myrtle's Plantation. Oh, Bro, your neighbor. <laughs> yeah. And actually, actually, you know, that is actually like that is actually what I want to do is I want to do where we do a live episode or an episode from the Myrtles, and I want to go do an actual like psychic investigation of the mirror. Doesn't okay. doesn't Jim know those people? Kind of, sort of, yeah. But maybe they'll do it for us. And, you know, we and we will be giving them a lot of publicity, and we will be the shit out of this. Because we want hey, people I wouldn't even on. pay to go. I'm pay. I pay for to set up a tour for that. That like honestly, I'll I'll do that. Yeah, that sounds entertaining. It does. So we might have to do that. But yeah, that's our horoscopes. Y'all have fun being cursed by all those objects. Oh, oh uh, yes. yeah. I want the diamond. I don't want the dog. Sorry, you're not a Leo. Uh, no, yes, I you're am. I'm on the cusp. You're getting the fucking silver base. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the cusp. Well, that. Takes us to the conclusion of the first half of the episode, does it not, Perry? It does, yes. So, listeners, we will be back right after the short break. All right, we are back, and uh, we're going to talk. We, we after that gnarly John Wayne Gacy. Uh, do we have to continue to bring that up? And then that gnarly Madame Lalaure rerun. We are going to be doing a horror. We lighten things up a little bit. We doing the horror film. Called Winchester from night from 2018, <laughs> directed by the Spirit Brothers, screenplay played by Tom Vaughn and the Spirit Brothers, uh, produced by Tom, Tim McGann and Brett Tomberlin, uh, and starring Helen Mirren, Jason Clark, and Sarah Snook. Um. Running time ninety eight minutes and released on February second, twenty eighteen. So, uh, let's just get started. The the, the uh, Winchester, also known as Winchester, the house the ghosts built. It's a two hundred two uh, twenty eighteen supernatural horror film, and of course, it stars Helen Mirren as heiress Sarah Winchester. Now, you know a little bit about Sarah Winchester. She was the widow. Of the famed gun manufacturer William Wirt Winchester, and in this uh, this film, after her her, her her husband's sudden death, and the previous death of their child Annie, had left her in grief, and she always dresses like a widow, yeah, in widow weeds. So uh, 
she's received more than $20 million in inheritance, and this is in, like, 1906. So how much would that be in today's money? Oh, my. Oh. That, that would be in a billion. $20 million? Yeah. That would be in a billion. Well, let's see. I can do it. So she said she, she's convinced that she is cursed by the ghosts of those who died at the hands of Winchester Firearms. She, she, she actually becomes, even though she's the widow of the biggest gun manufacturer ever, she's sort of a gun control person. And um, so she seeks advice from a medium, and she keeps on building oh, rooms to her home. That, you said twenty million. Twenty yeah. million in nineteen oh six. Are you ready for this? Today it would be it, it would be literally like it would literally be winning the Mega Millions six hundred and fifty eight million dollars. My God, yeah. almost a billion dollars. Over half a billion dollars. Yes, oh. fifty eight million. Yeah. So she be a medium tells her to keep on building adding rooms to her house so that the ghost can have more room to move around and that yeah. kind of thing. And then it would, um, in, in uh, San Jose, California, and it would eventually be named the Winchester Mystery House. So this house is constantly under construction, and Sarah's niece, Marion Marriott, lives in a house with her son, Henry. And at night, Henry begins getting possessed by a mysterious entity. So they hire Dr. Eric Price, played by Jason Clark, to stay at the house because they believe because the, uh, uh, the Winchester Company believes that she is um, she's un you know she's, she's crazy <laughs> you know she's, she's yeah she's incompetent and uh, they think she's mentally unfit to remain in charge of the company. Eric is also grieving the death of his wife Ruby, and he's relying on drugs. He takes he's constantly uh, you know. Taking opioids. And yeah, laudanum. 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 The name of it. Ooh. And he comes to the house and he has a vision, but he thinks that's because of the drugs. And she won't allow him to have to do the drugs anymore. She said, you know, no more uh, medication abuse, as she called it, allowed under my roof. And under my roof, you live under my rules. That sounds like something every parent says. Huh? <laughs> so, uh, he, so then he spots a ghost in the basement. And he sees Henry jump off the roof, and he saves him. He catches him. So then uh, Eric uh, begins to uh, conduct an assessment of Sarah's mental well-being. And she admits a fear of ghosts and believes she can help them move on. She says that she knows about Eric's drug problem and confiscates his supply. Uh, how, what's that, laudium? Laudanum. 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 It's an opioid, right? It's, yeah, it's basically almost like opium. It's like it's like if we had a big old bottle of oxycotton right now, right? Ooh, no, liquid morphine. <laughs> oh, whoa, even better. Than yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's a tincture of opium containing approximately ten percent powdered. Yeah, yeah. And then he uh, then he he encounters a butler who believes that he's the ghost. So um, they are that they are, they find the ghost of um, Benjamin Block, a Confederate soldier who lost his two brothers in the American Civil War because they were killed by Winchester rifles. So Ben proceeded to shoot up a Winchester office, massacring the workers before being shot dead by the police. And he's been the one possessing Henry. 
who constructed the room with the Winchester gun in the room where he was shot there. So then the San Francisco earthquake happened. Yeah. And devastates the house and separates Eric and Sarah. And in the chaos, a possessed Henry escapes from the room. He's pursued by his mother. Eric encounters some ghosts before seeing the ghost of Ruby, his wife. And Ruby tells him it is believed that Ruby could see and hear ghosts, but was misdiagnosed as delusional. See, she, she was a medium, but they thought she was crazy, and they, they, they diagnosed her as delusional. And uh, that was Eric that did that, her husband. So then he's depressed, and then that help wants him to help Sarah. So he comes back, and they manage to trap Ben in the room. Marion and Henry are cornered by Ben's brothers. And Ben attempts to murder Sarah, but the pale realized that Ben is scared of the, bu- of the bullet Eric kept. Eric kept a bullet that killed his wife. And um, so um, he's, uh, he's been able to see ghosts of the house due to his, his dying. He died from a bullet wound for three minutes. He was clinically dead. I didn't think that was possible in 1906 to be revived like obviously they did and then um, so then after he pronounces Sarah sane and she remains in control of the company and she announces her death she wants she keeps on building the rooms and the house is, rep- is pre- uh, repaired and the hall of rooms catches a nail falling out of one of the boards so the ceiling a spirit in the room and it ends like that kind of leaving you hanging yes so anyway, let's talk a little bit about the movie. Okay. I want to hear uh, everybody. What did? Uh, okay, I'm going to start with Philip. What did you think of this film? It's there's things I like. There's also one thing that we'll get in when we talk about cultural significance. But I overall, I mean, I enjoyed the movie overall for for what it was. Do you remember when we first saw it? Yeah, oh no, I definitely remember when we first saw we it. We saw it. Uh, it was the only movie we went to see at the Shalbet movies, the Shalbet Cinema. Oh my, way back when, twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. Because I remember yeah. we were driving, um, and there was some rapper that was having a a rap uh, uh, kind of thing with Helen Mirren. Okay, and he would rap about her, comparing her. Uh, unfavorably to people like Meryl Streep. <laughs> and she would just get back and throw the shade right back at him. They were yeah. just showing, throwing shades at each other. And Philip was reading that to us. You remember that, Philip? Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, what you thought? Uh, you have to put me on the spot. I'm not good at reviewing movies, but, but what I mean, did how, well, no, we don't have to be good at reviewing movies. Just what are you? What did you think of the movie? Did you like it? It was okay. I mean, it's so not my, my kind next. of movie, but I, I'm well, not really into I, movies. I don't have time really. <laughs> overall, because we're going to get into specifics in a moment. Overall, yeah, that's the-, the acting was great. Overall, the movie was, from what I've read about what true story true events occurred. It was a good depiction of the events that yeah. have been brought down from 1910. So, I thought well, the, the pacing could have been better. 
Yeah, they did get a little slow in certain parts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I it got so slow, Perry fell asleep again. About three times, and he kept waking me up. Yeah. And I kept saying, why are you waking me up? <laughs> Always. Now, um, we're going to go um, to some of the um, reception. Uh, it grows $25.1 million in the United States and Canada. Okay. $20.9 million in other territories. A worldwide total of $46 billion. And it was uh, a production budget was only three point five million, so it was a hit financially. Yeah, they made some money. And it was released on February second, twenty eighteen, as I mentioned earlier. And it was only expected to gross from six to eight million. Oh wow! It wound up grossing forty six million. Yeah, because yeah, that that's a small time of year. Yeah, yeah. like that February. And yes. it also wasn't a big high budget movie. No. And uh, now the critics weren't weren't really kind to. Uh, the Rotten ever? Tomatoes, it holds a 13% rating. Oh, wow. Based on 131 reviews with average rating of 3.9 out of 10. Oh, wow. And uh, one uh, the website's critical consensus reads, like a staircase with a famous mansion that, that, it's, that inspired it, Winchester appears poised to get a rise out of the audience, but ultimately leads nowhere. And uh, Metacritic, the film received a weighed average of 28 out of 100 based on 18 critics, indicating generally unfavorable reviews. But the audience polled gave the film an average grade of B- minus on an A plus to F scale. So it got a pretty fairly good audience uh, review. Yeah. Uh, Variety's Owen, uh, Owen Gleiberman Gave the film a negative review, writing, Mirren does all she can to look like she's having fun, but Winchester, an empty grab bag, spooky show, with the Spirit Brothers never do figure out a way to turn the Winchester Mansion into an exhilarating movie set. And Stephen Dalton of The Hollywood uh, Reporter gave the, the film a mixed review, saying that Winchester is a visual treat. It's palette of glow and bronze and turquoise tints that suggest colorized Victorian postcards, but it promises more sophisticated shock and psychological depth than it delivers. And finally, uh, Simon Abrams of RogerEbert.com gave the film three out of four stars and said Winchester leveled by unfair expectations simply by being silly and fun. But it lacks an originality, it creates amply in makeup for execution. He also stated that the dialogue was enjoyable, and it was all, but it was nominated for several Razzie Awards, including Worst Picture and Worst Actress, which I totally disagree with because I don't think Helen Mirren should be a worst actress in no. anything. No, uh, Hel- Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren was probably the best part of that. Yeah, <laughs> she's now, what carried the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's give. Uh, we're gonna go through the performances, and we're gonna start with Helen Mirren. Oh. Before you get to performances, let's do the actual production stuff since that's okay. so important. All right. All right. The Winchester it. house, since it is a house, you know. Yeah, the set. Well, uh, the set was good. The I set. thought the sets were excellent. I thought the sets really brought you into the world, yeah. into the world, into the house, like yes, you were on it. A it was actually filmed at the Winchester Mystery House on Winchester Boulevard in San Jose, California. Oh, I'd love to visit there. Yes, I really would. And they. They did a beautiful job as far as costuming for the actors and actresses. I mean, I felt like 
any any anything that they did as well with the, with making it look like the period was very well done. Yeah, yeah. So, I have no fault to that. No, <laughs> the production was pretty spot on. So I'll give I'll rate that a high rating. Whatever. I don't know what our rating scale is. So <laughs> what our rating scale is one to five. Oh well, I'd give the production crew a five. Yeah. Yeah. Production uh, for, time, for time period and things of that nature the location it was also filmed in all parts of australia <clears throat> so now the cinematography was by ben not how you felt about the cinematography philip mm. oh I, I actually think the cinematography at part at parts it worked there were some parts with some of the, the spiritual stuff where i was like wow this is amazing other points i was like uh, maybe they could have done that a little differently I, I think they were kind of sometimes just there was just a little bit of a hokey factor when they was doing the uh, some of the spiritual stuff. Yeah, yeah, and um, I but which for disappointment at some point. Yeah, I, the thing I was the most disappointed in was the, the screenplay and the editing. I think the pace could have been picked up a little bit more. Yeah, it had it it it, it, it lulled in places, you know. Now yeah, there were yeah. things a lot better. Now can we get to the performances? Oh, my, my definitely, definitely. All right, let's start with Helen Mirren. We all love Helen Mirren, don't we? I don't see a problem with the Helen Mirren's performance. Yeah, nothing at all. And I'll get into why I think people had a problem with her, but I'll wait till we talk about the cultural significance of the movie, and that's probably why. It has little to do with her as an actress. And uh, what about Jason Clark? I think he did. He did the role excellent. Yeah. And uh, Sarah Snook, who played um, who played Marion, she she was good too. Yes. Not oh, the little boy Finn Saluna Oprey. Actually, really well. he did a good. Uh, my only problem with his character had nothing to do with him. It had to do with what I talked about earlier. How they handled some of the the spiritual possession stuff was a little bit hokey on yeah. how that was handled. And uh, there was um, Angus Sampson as John Hansen. Laura Branty, for a little short time she was on as Ruby Price. She was pretty good. And who was the, who played the, it was Arthur Gates, uh, Tylen Compton, the, the butler? Because he was creepy. That butler was creepy. Yeah. Oh, that very creepy. That was actually probably creepy. <laughs> that butler was creepy and scary. He was. That was the scariest part of the movie. Um... So, um, what about the direction? We got the, the, the Spirit Brothers. What about their direction? What do you think of that? They they could have done they could have done better with some of the timings of stuff yeah. and how stuff uh, and what was going. They, they, they could have done the editing their editing team with them. They could have done better. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I agree. And um, overall. Uh, you said you had some problems with the way some of the spiritual stuff was presented. Yeah, I mean, it was to, it, a lot of it got to me where it was like, especially when the boy was being possessed. Some of it was done really well, but some of it just looked hokey at times. Yeah, that I'm using the right word there. It just didn't. If they would have perfected that, finished that just a little bit better on that visual editing of that, 
and the, and the visual effects work on that, I think it could have been magnificent. I think they, but, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and it's just kind of sad because for 2018, you know, they we have the technology to make get way better, and that's important when we're talking about supernatural horror, especially the idea of when we're talking about possession. It's not, and I'm not saying that it's horrible. I don't want people to get wrong. There's just a level where I. No. So I mean, what we what they needed to do was just give that, like I said, better finishing, and it would have been amazing. That's the part that it, get, it caused me a mental break when I was watching it, because that, and, and not in a good way. I wish I could have still stayed immersed in the setting. Yeah. And every time they were doing that, it would break it. The only problem I have with the little kid's possession is every time these possessed movies, they always have these kids acting like Linda Blair and the Exorcist. <laughs> Can't we do something original? You know? Come on. That was. That, oh, that- I'm saying if it was done in a more subtle kind of way, I think it would have actually been more believable. You could still have the eyes change a little bit, but maybe not as drastic. Yeah. So that that's that's kind of that was my issue. Is I think they went so drastic with it that it really caused um, oh, a break yeah. in the. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? The Exorcist was 50 years ago. It was innovating <laughs> then. But now it's old hat. Yeah. You know? We don't need anybody throwing up pea soup all over the place. (laughs) Right. So anyway, okay. um, I can't think of anything more we could say. Well, the cultural significance of the movie and the politics of the movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, the politics of the movie, it definitely is pro-gun control. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and you got to yeah. look at the time in which this is. There's several things that are actually being brought up in this movie politically. So it's not just the gun control, the opioid crisis we yeah. already mentioned. Yeah. There. Mental health. Uh, yes. So okay. there, it was. Yeah. It, okay. I think that's both the strength of the movie, but it's also a curse of the movie because I think there's people that don't want to deal with that and so when they saw that this movie was going to address those issues they already had an affront and said okay this i don't like this movie yeah regardless of what actually the way it was presented okay. so we're going to move on now and we're going to give it the rating while well, one okay. to five shutters philip give it your rating i'm going to give it 3.5 because there were some big things i've i could have could have been better for me yeah. yeah i'm giving it i'm giving it 2.5 and I'm gonna because go, of the pacing was so slow. Yeah. And I, I'm gonna lower it at a two. Uh, yeah, it was. It was just. It was, I was it. It's not to... a movie I want to watch again. No. And if it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been released, what I wanted to say. You and it, I wouldn't have watched it again. But I think I our think, time is running right, out. I'll put a bond down to a three now. <laughs> yes, I think our time is running out. Our time is running out. So. Uh, we're gonna go. You can follow us on Twitter at a shutters, uh, uh, Instagram at Open Shutters Podcast. Our Facebook page is the official page for Open Shutters, a creepy podcast. And our email, you can email us if you have any ideas or anything at Open Shutters at yahoo.com. And I'm also gonna ask you guys on Amazon Music and Apple. And Spotify, not and Spotify too now, and also on um on on Audible 
all these formats that we you can leave us a review even if you think we suck we're going to read the review <laughs> on the air so until next week when we do a gold digger story we're going all soap opera next week and a little less gnarly enjoy the view from the open shutters don't fall out the window yes unless you make a really bad movie <laughs> good, good night, night everybody good night